You're listening to Good Storytime. Hello, my name's Mandy. Are you ready for a story? Let's begin. Little Obelia and Further Adventures of Ragged Blossom, Snugglepot and Cuddlepie, Part 1. Here begins the story of Little Obelia. Now tell me, do you really think that all the bad Banksia men were deaderbones when they went to the bottom of the sea in the big fight with Mr Lizard and Mr Eagle and Cuddlepie? Were they deaderbones? Not a bit of it. Not one of them. When they came to the bottom of the sea, they sat up and rubbed the places where the stones had hit them and gazed about. As they sat there peering through the seaweed, a large carriage drawn by sea dragons floated above them and passed quickly out of sight. Did you see that? gasped the biggest bad Banksy men. It was Ragged Blossom. What? shouted all the other bad Banksy men. It was Ragged Blossom, I tell you, he cried. Squeeze and braise her. Root and shoot her, growled one. Don't then bone her, spluttered another. What's the good of talking, said the biggest bad Banksia man. We must follow and catch her. This is the way they went. Come on. Then one of the bad Banksia men said it wasn't that way, and they all began fighting and quarrelling about it. So great was the commotion that numbers of fish came swimming around. The bad Banksia men stopped quarrelling and stared with wonder at the strange creatures. Suddenly a huge fish came at them with its mouth wide open and was about to swallow them. But they turned and were just in time to save themselves by running into a curious house hidden amongst the tall sea flowers. Just as the last bad Banksia man was squeezing in, they shut the door too soon and left his leg sticking out. The big fish darted at it and bit it off and then went nosing around looking for more. Inside the house, the bad Banksia men huddled together and shook with fear. <laughs> Croaked a terrible voice. Clutching each other, the Banksia men stared into the dark corner where the voice seemed to come from. And there they saw a dreadful eye looking at them. As they gazed in terror, out stole a long, creeping, crawling arm and seizing one of the Banksia men drew him slowly into the dark corner. The big eye glared at them all the while. The bad Banksia men were so terribly afraid that they couldn't move or speak. Then the horrible voice croaked again. Ah, 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 all of you, one by one, I shall eat all of you. And as the Banksia men stared into the dark corner, they saw a great bulgy monster with lots of long, creeping, crawling arms. And what do you think it was doing? It was eating up the bad Banksia man. Now when they saw this terrible sight, 
all of the other Banksia men fell on their faces and called aloud, Oh monster, please spare us! We'll be your slaves! We'll find for you the beautiful ragged blossom that you may eat her! Only please spare us! Oh. And they wept and tore their hair and rolled about in fear. But the great monster silently went on eating up the Banksia men, till not one little bit was left. Now, said the monster, where is this ragged blossom? Can you fetch her for me? Oh, yes, yes, cried the Banksia man, looking up. It is not enough, said the monster. I want more. Um, we'll, uh, we'll bring you nuts from the bush above. How many? asked the monster. Two, they said. I must have hundreds, said the monster. We'll bring them, cried the Banksy men. Very well, said the monster. You shall be my slaves and bring me plenty of nuts to eat. And if you fail me, I shall eat you all. So the bad Banksia men became the slaves of the wicked and awful giant octopus. Now I told you how Mr Lizard carried a snuggle pot and cuddle pie on his back all the long, long way home, and how happy their mother and their father were to see them again. You remember that? Well, just imagine how excited all the blossoms and nuts were when they heard of the wonderful city of Big Bad and how Snugglepot had lived under the sea with the fish folk. And most exciting of all, how poor little Ragged Blossom had stayed behind at the bottom of the sea because she could not bear to leave the little baby Obelia. Very well then. One warm spring day, Mr Lizard sat smoking in his cool sitting room, thinking how blue the sky was through the window and how sweet the wattle scent was coming in through the door, when he heard a step on the veranda, and in walked Snugglepot. Stump and bump me, exclaimed Mr Lizard, jumping up and shaking him by both hands. By gum, I am glad to see you. Slip your cap and sit down and tell me all the news. I've been thinking about Ragged Blossom, said Snugglepot. And so have I, cried Mr. Lizard. And so has Cuddlepie, continued Snugglepot. Well, well, mused Mr. Lizard. That's strange. But stranger still, at that very moment, while they were talking of her, little Ragged Blossom, far, far away at the bottom of a deep green sea, was sitting before her phosphorant fire, fast asleep, dreaming that she was back in the bush again with all her dear old friends. Now, wasn't that strange? Yes, we've been thinking, continued Snugglepot, that if she stays down there in the sea for too long, she'll turn into a fish folk and never be able to come out again. Can't the fish folk come out then? asked Mr. Lizard. Oh, goodness, no, they'd be dry, said Snugglepot. Go daddy bones? asked Mr. Lizard. Quite, replied Snugglepot. Dear, dear, murmured Mr. Lizard. 
What a dreadful thought. Now, what's to be done? We think of going down to fetch her up, said Snugglepot. I'll come too, Mr. Lizard roared excitedly, smacking his tail. I'll most certainly come. Good root, cried Snugglepot. And now that's settled, said Mr. Lizard. Let's go along and see the cricket, eh? Snugglepot agreed, and off they went. I suppose you'll be very glad to go down and see your friends, the fish folk, asked Mr. Lizard as they strolled along. Oh, yes, answered Snugglepot. I love anchovy. John Dory's a bit of a queer fish, isn't he? asked Mr. Lizard, picking up a spray of native rose to flip the flies off with. He used to be, but he's quite changed now, said Snugglepot. And this baby Obelia, found in sort of a pearly thingabob, was it? asked Mr. Lizard. We found her, said Snugglepot proudly, so we kept her. That's why Rugged Blossom stayed behind when I came up. Dear, dear, said Mr. Lizard, who had often heard the story but enjoyed hearing it all over again. And she's a sort of lost, uh, what, what, what do you call it? Princess, said Snugglepot. And she's to be queen of the fish folk when she grows up. Well, well, well now, said Mr. Lizard, stopping and hunting for his spectacles. And when he found them at last, putting them on and looking solemnly at Snugglepot over the top. A queen, eh? Well, well, well. And you think little, uh, what's, uh, what's her name? Obelia, put in Snugglepot. Obelia will be old enough to be left by now? Oh, quite, said Snugglepot. Hum. Mr. Lizard took off his spectacles and they strolled on again. Well, well, so that's it then. Dear me. Oh, by the way, he suddenly remembered. Where's Cuddlepie? Oh, he's gone to the dentist, Snugglepot told him. Ah, said Mr. Lizard. That's a place I never go to. Oh, there ought to be a law against them. Well, here we are. Having arrived at the cricket ground, they found a little grassy bank and sat themselves on it, quite unconscious of a long, dark form that had followed them all the way, and two bright black beady eyes that were watching them. It was a most exciting match, and they forgot all about everything in their enjoyment of the game. At last it was over, and they turned homewards. As it was still very warm, Snugglepot suggested that Mr. Lizard should drop in with him and have a cool drink, and discuss plans for the journey. Mr. Lizard agreed, and in they went. What will you have? asked Snugglepot, going to his useful little cupboard. Juice of sour suds, aphis milk, or some old sap? Three drips of old sap and fill it up with dew, thank you. So they quenched their thirst and drew their chairs together and lit their pipes. There was a window in the room they were sitting in, and before it hung a beautiful cobweb curtain. So earnestly were they talking that they did not notice a dark shadow, which had been on the curtain, slowly move across and disappear. So the plans are safe? sighed Mr. Lizard. Safe as the riverbank, 
Snugglepot assured him. Suddenly, there was a loud knocking on the door. Come in, called Snugglepot. No one came in. Who's there? cried Snugglepot, going to the door and opening it. There was nobody there. That's airy, exclaimed Snugglepot. Nobody's there. Nobody? Mr. Lizard was puzzled, so he went and looked out himself. Not a whiff, said Snugglepot. Now, while they were gazing out of the door, something slipped silently in through the window, crossed over the floor and glided under Snugglepot's bed. Ah well, said Mr. Lizard, going back to his chair. Some silly sort of playing jokes, I suppose. Now, let's get to earth and settle our affairs. They pulled their chairs closer together and talked long and earnestly in low whispers, but not too low for every word to be heard by the two ears sticking out from under the bed close behind them. At last, Mr. Lizard got up. Well, I must be going, he said, knocking on his pipe. Don't forget, tomorrow at Bird Rise by Little Creek Waterfall. I'll go around and let the rest of the nuts know. Take care of the plans. Grig, grig. I will, said Snugglepot, and another loud knock at the door startled them. They both rushed for the door, tumbling over each other in their hurry. Hello, shouted Snugglepot, flinging open the door. Who's there? It was growing dark. Nobody again, said Snugglepot, peering out. Extraordinary, cried Mr. Lizard, peering out also. Neither of them saw a shadowy form that crept silently out from under the bed, glided to the window, and climbing noiselessly through, disappeared into the dark. As Cuddlepie walked along towards the dentists, he began to feel more and more miserable. Oh, I hate dentists, he said aloud. I'd sooner be dead of bones than go there. Oh, suppose I don't go. He sat down on a log to think about it. As he sat there, resting his sore face on his hand, a blossom came running along the road, sobbing bitterly. Why, what's the matter? asked Cuddlepie kindly. Toothache, sobbed the little blossom. Oh, come with me, said Cuddlepie cheerfully, and I'll show you a nice kind dentist. He'll soon cure you. And taking her hand, he led her gently down the road. End of part one. You're listening to Good Storytimes.